You're listening to Bricks and Clicks, presented by MarketScale, with your host, Jennifer Kalo Ruskin. Hey guys, welcome to another Bricks and Clicks podcast. On today's show, I'm interviewing Erin Phillips of Pick Me Palm out of North Carolina, and she's going to be talking to us today all things social media. So I've asked her to come to the table today to talk to us about Instagram and IGTV and Insta Stories and Facebook and guys, TikTok. What the heck is it? Am I supposed to be doing it in my business? Both Erin and I serve a very similar client base, and so I think it's really perfect for her to come onto the show today because she can talk to you, to the same base, um, and tell you what's important and what's not important and what you can throw away and what you can focus on and how you can take one piece of content and break it down into multiple ones all by just using a content calendar. So I'm going to turn it over to Erin and let her tell a little bit about herself, a little bit about her firm, and then we're going to jump right into Instagram. Thanks for having me, Jen. I'm excited to be here. I mean, nerding out over social media is like one of my favorite things to do. So I'm excited today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know you said give a little bit of information. So um, hi, guys. I'm Erin Phillips. As Jen mentioned, I've been in the world of social media for over 10 years now, which just seems bizarre. But um, I have worked for small advertising agencies, large advertising agencies. I've worked um, in-house at Capital One and also gotten to work on accounts like BMW and Le Creuset and like I mentioned, smaller brands as well. So I'm excited to bring um, that knowledge to you all today. And we have currently been in business with Pinkney Palm for three years, actually over three years. So we are a full service social media agency. So we purely offer our services in the world of social media to our clients. Awesome. Awesome. So talk to us a little bit about, you know, clearly you do social media services. You probably do some other things on the sides. Um, I know I have one of your gals helping me with social media advertising specifically. What do you recommend that small to medium sized businesses like what do you what platforms do you recommend that they be on? What does advertising look like these days? What's the like what's the formula of what's actually important, Erin? Can you give us that? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll start here and I'll just say this, Jen. So really you need to first think about your demographics. So I have a lot of businesses that come to me that have a demographic that is kind of in that, let's just say like 25 to 55 age range. And most of the time it's women who they're trying to target. Um, You know, they found that through market research, women are the ones who purchase their products or make the buying decisions, so on and so forth. So I'll kind of speak to that demographic, but I'll also touch when I talk about the platforms about if you have a younger demographic or an older demographic. But I can kind of tell you right now is is a weird time, right? I think you and I both have gotten a lot of questions from clients on what should we be doing right now? It feels weird to be on social media feels weird to be selling. What should we be posting? How often should we be posting? Should we just kind of, you know, like pause for a minute? 
And my answer to that is no, 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 no. Um, it is crazy the stats that we've seen on how active people are getting on social media. I mean, impressions alone have gone up 67%. So that's the views that you get on Instagram. Um, so I mean, we're just seeing huge numbers of people hopping on social media during this time. The other finding we're really seeing is that people are craving normalcy. So while you may think that you need to go into social media and be um, you know, sensitive on every single post by starting it out by saying, I know we're in a weird time with COVID-19 right now, or I know that you're probably um, at home, or gosh, maybe you're on the front lines. I know it feels like we should should mention that every single post. And while we should absolutely be sensitive in our copy and in the photos we use, you know, not having tons of people in the photo all at once and that kind of thing, people are craving that normalcy. So I would kind of push back and challenge people, you know, what can you give, give your audience that feels like what they would normally receive if things were a little bit more, um, you know, steady right now. So that's my first kind of challenge to people. As far as the formula of where to be on social media, Instagram's a big one, right? So Instagram is huge these days. It does span a very large demographic. You you have groups, you know, as low as is 18 super present and as high as 70 on Instagram these days. So it is a great platform to start with. Um, it is more than one platform though these days. You know, you've got your Instagram feed, you've got Instagram stories, you've got Instagram live, and you've got IGTV. So what I would say to people is, you know, consistency is key. So do what you can to be consistent on social media. If you have enough content to support five Instagram feed posts a week, go for it and match that in Instagram stories. So every time you post on the feed, also be present in stories. So that would be my, my like top challenge if you really want to grow and be present. Listen, if you're telling me all I can do are three feed posts a week, it's all the content I have, it's all the time I have to be able to put those together, that's fine. I would rather you do that than do three this week, six next week, burn through it, do one the next. Be consistent on social media right now and just show up in that consistent manner. So that's what I would say about Instagram. When it comes to Instagram lives, you guys may have noticed that you've got six 10, 12 little live bubbles going all at the same time when you log on to Instagram now. And that's true. There's a lot of people going live and it is a wonderful, wonderful tool to use. But since it is so saturated now, I'm telling people to take three days before and then that 24 hours after an Instagram live and promote it. Tell people what you're going live over. Tell them to save the date on their calendars. Use the countdown sticker in Instagram stories that people can tap and it'll automatically remind them when you're live. Use these tools to get people to select your live out of that long lineup of lives. And then also the 24 hours after you go live on Instagram, you know, you can share it there in your stories. Keep it there. Share it there, you know, as long as there weren't huge flubs. <laughs> and, and point people towards that because you will get a lot of your views with lives on the replay, which sounds a little silly, but you do get a lot more views on the replay the 24 hours after than you usually get when you're actually live. Um, as far as IGTV on Instagram, um, this is all pre-production video. So you get to put this 
video together or record it in advance and then upload it to Instagram. So it's kind of the opposite of live and it stays forever on your Instagram. So this is where you can create little segments that are more evergreen to keep on your Instagram channel. Now, if all you can do are your feed posts and your stories, that's fine. Think about lives and IGTVs as bonuses right now and think about those as being the things that can accelerate you and push you ahead of your competitors. But in the basics, please be doing feed posts and stories. If not, stories are probably the most important thing to do right now on Instagram. Does that all make sense, Jen? Are you tracking? Okay. It does. <laughs> Great. It does. Um, like I'm thinking with my own business, Instagram lives kind of make me want to break out in hives because I don't ever know <laughs> what to post. You know, sometimes I'm like, oh, should I post that I'm at a basketball game? Or like, oh, should I post, like, does it have to be a whole kind of story deal where I do like a couple little like leading intro, like snippets of things like it's super stresses me out so I was hoping maybe you could stop for just a second and explain as business owners what should we be sharing on a live on an Instagram live yeah that is a great question I get that a lot so there's a few different things you can think about this as you know I just talked about promoted in advance and afterwards as well well you guys if you have something um let's say you own a boutique and you get a brand new um, box of clothes that come in and you decide to just hit that live button and unpack that box right there with people live so it feels really behind the scenes, it feels like first access, it feels really in the moment and like an event almost that's happening. So that's one case where you can just, if something exciting is happening, you can just go live and be in the moment with your audience. Also, if something in your world has updated, like in ours, there's things that come out all the time. Instagram right now is, is rolling out update after update after update right now, you know, new stickers and Instagram stories, the ability to go live from a desktop for Instagram. Um, there's new things happening all the time. So if I wanted to, I could immediately hop on Instagram to hope that I could be the first voice in this world to give people that update. So that's the kind of category of in the moment lives where, you know, something just strikes you or something's really cool and you want to share that with your audience. The other side of this is can you teach them something? Can you give them something valuable um, that they will want to do? So if you have, you know, Jen, I know you have some wonderful courses. So could you go live and teach a mini course or just a little snippet from your course and people feel like they're joining you and really learning real time? And then they're like, gosh, I want to keep learning this stuff. And you kind of tease it out a little bit and then they kind of go and hopefully sign up or at least get more custom. So the next time you give them a push, they're like, okay, yes, I really do want to do this. So Think about those things too. You could do little mini courses or sneak peeks or, um, you know, things like that. It doesn't have to be super professional. I actually think the people who have like a crazy big studio and note after note after note and have it like perfect to a T, that's a little bit boring. Like, you know, people kind of tune in live so that you're like, oh my gosh, what was my next point? You guys, let me look this up. Oh, that's right. You know, like they're in it for kind of the fun of it being live. So you don't have to be crazy buttoned up. I will say a lot of our lives, I do just quickly jot down like an outline of what I want to talk about to make sure I don't miss anything. But otherwise, you want to make it like you're having a conversation with your customers, with your audience, 
you know, face to face in real life. And you want to do everything you can to encourage them to comment and get active. So, hey guys, where are you tuning in from today? Hey guys, we're talking about this topic. What is your biggest pain point with that? Let me know in the comments. So you want to kind of encourage that conversation, if you will, on a live, because you really can't get that in the moment conversation anywhere else on the platform. Does that make sense? Okay, then I want to, it does, but now I'm really curious about IGTV and I, I didn't realize that people were pre-recording IGTV. Like I'll watch a Jasmine star and get kind of hooked in and then after about, I don't know, 45 seconds or so, it stops and it's like, do you want to continue to watch this IGTV video? And I'm like, well, of course, now I'm hooked in. So um, as you know, I have quite a bit of food clients from chocolate chips to tea to broth. And so I'm curious, I feel like if, if some of them were to do some video, especially if it was like a recipe creation or something really fun like that, that might be perfect for IGTV. What do you think? It would be perfect for IGTV. So you're right. You get 60 seconds for your IGTV to play in your feed. So that's where kind of you're scrolling Instagram and a video is playing and you start watching. And like you mentioned, it pauses and then you have to click that keep watching button. So what happens with IGTV is most people get up to 10 minutes for an IGTV. And I say most people because we found that some have 15 minutes and we've also found um, people with really high levels of followers can get up to an hour. But I will tell you guys, after three minutes, you kind of lost someone if you even still have them at three minutes. So I would keep these under five minutes. Um, even though you do get 10, you could technically use all that. But people's attention span on social media is really hard to keep and people are usually just moving forward. So what I would do if I was a food brand and wanted to utilize IGTV is my brain went immediately to recipes, like you said, Jen. So what I would do is I would tease like, hey guys, we're going to be making this recipe. Here's the ingredients. Here's what we're going to do. Um, and I'll post it tomorrow. Join me. And then it's there. You record your, your uh, recipe. So here's my ingredients. Here's me cooking it. Follow along. Watch this step. By the way, I like to drizzle this in instead of pouring it in or whatever it may be. Crumble this a little more instead of just flopping it on top. Whatever it is. Give all the little secrets. And pre-record that. And you guys, we love to use a tool called InShot, I-N-S-H-O-T. Um, it's an app and we like to record our videos and then upload them into InShot and add like little graphics over the top of them or add some music if I'm busy stirring or something and it might get a little boring. So you can use these tools to pre-record and make a video and then you add it to your IGTV. And when you add it to IGTV, you just upload it in there and you can include a description. And here's the best part. You can link from your description in an IGTV. That's a huge bonus. So anyone can click the description in an IGTV and boom, click the link to go see your product on Amazon or wherever you may be selling it. So yes, it's great. So upload the video, write your description, include a link if you'd like to or multiple if you wanna do that. And then there will be an option that says, would you like to share this to your Instagram feed? And you want to, of course, say yes. But here's the catch, you guys. When you share that to your feed, all the feed rules still apply, meaning the link in your description, which then becomes your caption in your Instagram feed, 
will not link on your feed. So they truly do have to click that keep watching and then know that they can click the link in your description on the IGTV. I hope that makes sense. I hope people were tracking with that because I know it gets a little confusing. Um, but just know the great part is that, you know, IGTV came out a while ago, but it was such a dud. And that was because nobody wanted to go to a separate app or a separate part of the platform. And then when Instagram integrated IGTV with your IG feed, that's when the magic started happening. So that's where you guys, if you keep building this um, kind of just bank of recipes, you've got things to promote for years to come. So say four months from now, um, you want to talk about a recipe you did, you can talk about that and point them to IGTV. So it's kind of a great evergreen resource. Quick question, another thing, I'm going to pivot you again. You mentioned being able to do IGTV, linking it to a product, even being able to link that product to Amazon for purchase. Talk to me about in-app purchasing inside of Instagram. I know it's really important. I've really encouraged my clients to try to figure it out. It's not a service that I offer, but I feel like as a as a purchaser myself, as a shopper, I get so disappointed when I'm scrolling my Instagram and I'm like, oh my God, that's the cutest thing ever. And then I like I tap it and I can't purchase it and no one's even referencing where it is. It makes me crazy. And I feel like that's such a miss for business owners. Can you talk about in-app purchasing? And I don't even know if you have any stats on it, but just talk to us about it. What is it? How do we do it? Like, is it important? What? Yes, absolutely. So right now, anyone who sells products on their website, you can build what they call a Facebook shop. And so you just bring your products over into Facebook. So you do have to have a Facebook page and you create a shop and then you're able to link all of your products on your Instagram feed posts. So I will say this, it does take some setup, right? If you have a Shopify website though, it's, it's a lot easier. So if you've got a Shopify website, there is direct integration. It pretty much brings the products over very seamlessly. I will say I've worked with someone who, um, she designs earrings and she has lots of different colors of this one style that gets a little tricky, but if you have clear, clean cut products on your website, that integrates fairly easily. So it's a no brainer. Why not? Right. I will say this, um, you know, I hear a lot of people say, gosh, I just need to get to 10,000 followers because I need that swipe up. Well, you guys, the swipe up is great in theory, and it's great to learn, like Jen, to your point, where something is. But the stats on what we're seeing, and I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but the stats on what we see of when someone gets the swipe up and how much volume they increase by is not that big. So I just don't want people thinking, once I hit 10,000, I'm going to be a millionaire because <laughs> that's, that's not the trick. And so just remember that too with, it's, it's a, it's a marketing rule, right? Like people have to see something seven times before they're actually going to purchase or, you know, engage in your service. I mean, that's kind of like a generic term, you know, rule. So the same goes with shopping. You may tag every single product you have in your shopping photos, but you've got to keep doing it. And you've got to remind people, Hey, tap the photo to purchase, tap to go through. I will tell you guys that Instagram has been pilot piloting in direct in-app shopping, mean, meaning a lot of the posts right now, you click the shop button on the product and it takes you outside of Instagram to another website 
And it's, it's tricky if you click the back button wrong, if you accidentally hit the X out, it's really easy for someone to get out of that page versus what Instagram is moving towards is if you hit the shop now button, you're taken to pretty much a checkout page, like pretty immediately. Like you just click what, you know, the quantity and all that, and it's connected to um, your card information that you have in the app. And boom, you just check out. And that is actually a pilot right now. You can even, um, you guys, if you just go, if, if you just Google um, like Instagram direct shopping, you should be led. And Jen, I can try and get you the link afterwards if you'd like this. You should be led to like an application where you can apply to see if they'll let your small business have that direct functionality. They're working through a lot of kinks. The people who I've talked to who have this, um, the back end of managing it all is, is pretty messy still. Um, so I'll just say that it does take some time to manage, but it could be worth it and just see, you know, how it does. It's not something you're directly paying for at this point. So you could see how it goes. I love a free beta. I know, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. So now I want to ask you, we've touched a lot on, on Instagram and I have one question at the very end to kind of wrap this all up. But my next question for you is what about Facebook? We've yeah. talked so much. We've literally talked 19 minutes about Instagram. And I can tell, <laughs> like, your Instagram is like my Amazon where I'm like, I love it. I could just talk forever about it. And that's how you feel about Instagram. We don't want to forget Facebook. And so I want to get your point of view on how important is it? How much effort should you put towards it? Is it the same effort as you would for Instagram? Go ahead and spill Facebook stuff. Sure. So Facebook. Um, let me say this overall, and I'm, I'm generalizing here. For most people right now, Facebook is not going to get you that many impressions, so views or engagement actions um, right now. I mean, less than 2% of the audience that you've built on Facebook is actually even going to see your posts. And we actually think that number is even lower. So I'm interested to see the new stats for 2020 on that. So the trick with Facebook is advertising. You really need to be advertising if you want to get a lot of traffic and um, attention from Facebook. It's hard. It's very hard because Facebook is very, very saturated. And Mark Zuckerberg himself even came out and said, listen, we, were, we had numbers declining on Facebook. And that's because we got data that people were tired of ads. They were tired of businesses. And they just wanted to see what their grandchildren were doing or their friend from high school that they like to spy on without them really knowing. <laughs> so, um, you know, it is hard for businesses. On the flip side of that is, is important you have a Facebook page because of things like what I just talked about with Instagram. If you want really good integration, it helps your SEO. It helps if you do have an older demographic who really, really loves your product. You know, again, I, I have another client who her demographic that will immediately see something and purchase they are really on Facebook ready to make that purchase. So she's got to really cater towards them and nurture those relationships and re, you know, respond back immediately and get in touch and watch your messages on Facebook, all of that. So um, if you have a very select audience, you can gain traction, but overall, Facebook's hard and you've got to go with ads or you've got to really nurture a closed Facebook group. So that like very small VIP kind of community. 
Um, and that could be insiders for your brand. That's where you could share recipes only for them, or you could do new product launches only for them, or you could get their input on packaging. So you've got to think about ways to kind of get around just the basic posting on the feed and expecting to get a lot there. Um, tell me about TikTok <laughs> and do I have to do it as a business owner? Okay. So let do I, should I be doing it as a business owner? Yes. Okay. So let me say this about TikTok. This is my disclaimer. I have to start out <laughs> by saying there are a lot of reports right now, um, about TikTok and how much data and information, um, you know, the parent company of TikTok can get from you if you get on TikTok. So I am not here to, to give you my opinion on that, but I just want to say do some Googling and make sure, number one, that you're comfortable being on TikTok. That's all I'm going to say about that. And I just have to say that disclaimer. Now, if you decide, you know, I'm, I'm ready to jump into this, if you are a business owner and you have a demographic, especially if you have a demographic between 16 and 24, you need to be on TikTok. If you have a demographic that's under 40, just know that that's the biggest group joining right now during quarantine. If you have an age group that's over 40, a lot of them are jumping on as well because they want to see what their kids are doing and they want to actually participate in challenges and things too that other parents are doing. So I say all that to say that right now, especially while we're all quarantining and all of that, TikTok is growing rapidly. And the stat we have on businesses on TikTok is that only 4% of U.S. businesses are on TikTok. So I am encouraging, if you are comfortable getting on TikTok, to at least get on. Create your username. Go watch what other people are doing. Use hashtags on Twitter to search your industry. So hashtag food and bev, hashtag organic products, things like that, and see if there are other companies doing TikTok and how they're using it. I think this is the golden period, right? So in Instagram had this too, where you could jump on, gain a ton of followers really quick. Um, there wasn't, the algorithm wasn't super strict and it was like the golden age, right? That's where TikTok is right now. So if you think your demographic may eventually be on it, you need to jump on it and try and start figuring it out at least and just kind of watching um, what people are doing. So that's my opinion on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's awesome. And I've watched I've watched LinkedIn. I've watched this happen with LinkedIn too, just in the last nine months to a year maybe, where none of the influencers, Aaron, that you and I follow, none of them were even on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Like they may have had a profile and then nothing. And now I'm seeing Rachel Hollis is blogging and they're doing videos and now their whole entire <laughs> company is on there and they're all doing articles. And it's like so much that now I'm feeling like my voice isn't heard over on LinkedIn. So I'm know that I'm per, I'm looking for another like what's the next thing right what's the next platform or what's the next even the next Instagram thing like I got to figure out IGTV um, and and certainly for my clients okay you've given us I think a really robust view of social media what we can and should be doing and so I think my my last question to you to kind of wrap this up is. <sighs> this is a lot. This is a lot. I think as a business owner, you can really feel overwhelmed about all this stuff to create. So I think my question to you would be knowing all the different platforms that you can be on and all the different types of, of content that you can create, how much content do I actually 
have to create? Is is there a way that I could do one or two big pieces of content that do include video and do include audio and do include whatever, and then kind of like bite size it up and use it for a blog and like use it for Instagram and then use it for maybe a TikTok video and then like Instagram TV, like, oh my God, there's so much. <laughs> Talk to us about how to just be really smart with our time as business owners and, and our limited amount of creativity that we may have and capacity to put something really beautiful and wonderful and meaningful out there into the world so that our our ideal client can find us, but then that we're not just stuck creating content all day long. Yes. Great question. So the key to this, you guys, is planning out your content, period. So if you um, right now are kind of flying by the seat of your pants and you're like, gosh, I've only posted twice on Instagram this week and I need to post a third time or a fifth time or whatever. And gosh, have I even done stories? And oh, should I push that over to Facebook? And oh, I forgot about my Facebook community. And then, oh, should I version that to be a blog post on LinkedIn? It's crazy in the moment. So I would challenge you guys to at least sit down and plan out two weeks in advance your content. And, And what I mean by that, sit down with a checklist of the channels where you want to be present. So let's say that it's, it's um, Instagram and it's all four, you know, IGTV, feed, stories, and live. And let's say it's Facebook. And then let's say it's LinkedIn. Um, let's say those are your kind of your platforms where you want to be. So if you sit down and look at the next two weeks, I want you to look at your personal calendar because that may be an opportunity to share something funny or to capture content. I want you to look at kind of what's going on in your industry and also kind of those social media holidays and see if there's anything you could tap into, like use a hashtag that a lot of other people are using or jump in and kind of um, have a voice on that holiday or something like that. And then I want you to think about your content pillars. So the things that you um, that are so core to your brand and make sure you're cycling through those. So at any given point on any social media channel, someone can look at you and see the overall picture. So think about those things and then sit down to plan it out. And what you'll find is if you're like, okay, let's say I need to do a post next Tuesday and it's um, National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day. And I sell... Um, you know, dairy-free chocolate chips. So what I'm going to do for that is I'm going to set up my um, my phone and I'm going to film a video of me making a chocolate chip cookie recipe. And then within that, I'm going to set up my computer and on my computer, I'm going to go live while I'm doing it. And that'll be the sneak peek that my audience gets on live. But then I've got the video in the background. And hey, guess what, husband, you're on tap to take pictures of me while I'm doing this. So think about when you're in the moment, how you can capture these different things and then you them, right? So that video that you've recorded, turn that into an IGTV, take a snippet of it and put it on your Instagram feed and use one of the photos. If you also have a photo carousel posts right now, where you've got multiple pictures or videos are, are winning. So think about that and then take it on stories and upload it to stories and give people the first, like, you know, 30 seconds of the video on stories and point them to your IGTV for the rest of it. And then over on LinkedIn, talk about why capturing content for National Chocolate Chip Day seems silly, but it's important for your brand. And here's the video that I did to show you guys how we're tapping into kind of a silly holiday, but branding it with our company. 
Um, so that's just a few different ways that if you plan in advance, you'll know what you need to set up and capture in order to kind of version it out for things. So if anything, just try and always get video and photos if you can when you're trying to capture content, um, even if it's just behind the scenes. That is so helpful. And I think if anyone's listening and you might be like me and you're feeling super overwhelmed now that you have all of this information, um, my question to you, Erin, would be like, what about the people that are feeling overwhelmed and that feel like, okay, maybe I want to outsource this because there is no way in hell I have time to do all of this, but I know that it's important. Can you like talk to us a little bit about like, do you have a course or do you have a program or like, I think you have something on TikTok or your services that you offer. How could you help us, those that are listening and that are like, okay, I'm going to raise the white flag. I'm going to need a little help so that somebody can help me figure out how to create all of this for my business. Yeah, thank you for that question, Jen. So Jen's right, we do have a TikTok course coming up. If you are interested in TikTok, it's only 15 bucks. We'll all jump on Zoom, it's for an hour. And that is this Thursday. So we'll be selling tickets all the way up to Thursday morning. You can go to our website to purchase those. So it's pinkneypalm.com. And that is spelled P-I-N-C-K-N-E-Y and then palm, P-A-L-M.com. So you can join us if you want to learn more about TikTok. It's a very basic. So we walk you through how to use the app. And then at the end, we'll give you some examples of how you could maybe use it for your industry. So that's coming up on this Thursday, um, which I, you know, I say this Thursday, but I forget we're on a podcast. So let me specify that is coming up on Thursday, May 7th. If this is um, posted after that, please know that we're going to record the class and it'll be available afterwards to watch the replay. So that will be available. Also, if you guys really just kind of feel like I need someone to talk me through social media each month and guide me, we've got consulting services where we can do that or all the way up to if you guys feel like, can you just do this for me? We can do that as well. So feel free to reach out to me. Um, you can reach out to me at Erin at PinkneyPalm.com or even just follow us on Instagram, you guys. It's at PinkneyPalm. We share free challenges every Monday to help you up your social media game. We're always going live there. We're always sharing information and stories. And you can always shoot us a direct message on Instagram as well. So that's kind of the core places where we are giving information and available if you need help. Thank you. And you know what my favorite part of all the free content that you send out is that newsletter. Every single month I use the newsletter and it has a calendar built in with dates and it's like, don't forget it's National Cookie Day or like Chocolate Day or whatever, or Dog Day. It's your your newsletter has helped me with my content so many times where I'll be like, okay, I'm going to go get a picture of the dog and make sure I post it on this specific day. And it's fun. And it, to me, it, it helps me come up with all the content that I have to come up with each, each month. And then I also love the updates that you put in those newsletters about like each platform and what's changing and what to be mindful mindful of and oh like oh there's a new thing that I need to know now and so I, I learn a lot from there so thank you for that good I'm glad to hear that yeah you guys can sign up for that newsletter on um, our website and Jen's right we it's it's a big newsletter but we give you all the updates on the major platforms and share a calendar and more with you there 
Yeah, you guys are super knowledgeable. And I knew when I was going to be recording a podcast about social media, you were the first one that I thought of because I knew that you'd have the answers and that you also have a customer base very, very much like mine. Our clients are very much aligned and small to mid-sized business owners that are just trying to figure it out as well as most of the time they're moms and they have kids and they're trying to cook dinner and we're just all trying to do our best. Yes, we are. (laughs) We're all just trying to do our best every day. (laughs) That's right. Erin just ran a, a, like a, what, a marathon this weekend? Oh, just a 10K, but yeah. <laughs> just a 10K, just a 10K. Yeah, oh, yeah. that was fantastic. I'm so impressed. Oh, thanks. You know, got to keep exercise in there somewhere because I was not feeling motivated. So to your point, all the things. <laughs> All the things. So you guys, thank you so much for sticking around. If you're still listening 35 minutes in, hey, I'd super appreciate it. Um, please go check out all the things that ha- is going on with Erin. I'm going to be putting all the links in the show notes. I've also taken like four pages of notes. So I'll try to do a quick high-level recap as well below um, and timestamp it so that you guys can go back if you need to re-listen to anything. I learned so much through this a very short podcast, truthfully. It's not that it's not that long. Um, and this was really fun. So Erin, thanks for coming on the show and allowing me to have you on here. I appreciate it. Well, I'll say thank you for having me. So thank you, Jen. I really appreciate it. I, I could talk forever as we saw. So sorry it's so long, but let me know if you guys have any questions. Happy to answer them. And thank you, Jen, for having me. 